It's it's weird uh, not being in the same room with you guys recording this time. I don't like not being able to see Grace's face. I yeah. feel like I look to Grace a lot while we do it. <laughs> yeah, that's Which, true. I can't see anything. <laughs> like Me and I Stevie have... just looking at each other. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing. I'm looking alone. Alone. It's a very bad sounding podcast with very bad sounding people. <laughs> this is your host Nemo, who is still at Jade's house, but recording remotely from the other guys. Um, are you saying that pronouns? And we're doing this because we're testing out Skype. Um, usually we sit in the same room, but this this time we're testing out Skype because we have a special guest next time, and we thought we would cut out some of the admin they're doing it this time so apologies while we work out the kinks and if grace sounds really bad i yeah. always sound really bad <laughs> that's true that's true but i um, think i definitely sound especially bad i'm just looking at the state of the waveform and it's so bad um we're going to be trying to do some weird things with grace but yeah oh. grace's audio quality might not great in this episode so we're sorry but it shouldn't be like that next time because we're going to be doing a different thing next time anyway so who even knows why we're doing this i use they them pronouns over to you (laughs) here's grace your book reader and crier over audio i also use they them pronouns and suffer this is stevie your secondary researcher Suffering less, but my girlfriend did just creep in to pick up a laptop and I saw my audio, like, spike as she did that. <laughs> so, like, mild suffering. <laughs> she had pronouns. Awesome. So, what are we talking about today? Jean Valjean's hairy cleavage, which is explicitly <laughs> referenced. Oh my gosh, this was a Tumblr post that went around a couple of weeks ago. Yes, tell us more about, wait, when you get to it. Now? Not now? Yeah, it's in the first Literally. paragraph. We get there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we, Suddenly we, it's like a bodice ripper book. Yeah, legit. No, no, no. Like, a cap with a low leather peak half hit his face, which was tanned <laughs> by sun and weather and glistened with sweat. <laughs> his coarse yellow shirt fastened at the neck with a small metal clasp gaped to reveal a hairy chest. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean Valjean is canonically a bear. He is um, canonically a bear. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. This week, well done. <laughs> Discuss the man cleavage. So yeah. all you fan artists out there drawing Jean Valjean without like thick clofts of hair on his yeah. tanned, sweaty chest. Yeah, um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Jade can't hear what's happening in the conversation unlike usual so whenever I say things I'm like atting it at Jade who's just like <laughs> laughing into her porridge that's is that all that's in that chapter? yeah pretty much Yeah. no we get the, uh, the like detailed slightly explicit mention of his um, bulging soldier's knapsack and his large <laughs> <What>? stick <laughs> 
Oh man, the quality of this call really makes knapsack sound like something completely different. Yeah, what's happened to the tone? As soon as Muriel isn't like their direct focus, Valjean, uh, not Valjean, Victor Hugo is like, and then his knapsack, his bulging, hairy, bulging knapsack, (laughs) and his large, knotted stick. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading out Romeo earlier, this is too real. Might have been in his late 40s, in the prime of life, medium height, broad-shouldered and robust. Uh, stockingless feet, hobnail shoes, long beard, lots of dust and sweat. Described as down at heel. His head is shorn, but he's got like stubble because it's not been shaved for a while. Yeah, so he's uh, wandering through the town. Look, no one, we, we don't get his name for a good stretch, which is loads of fun. It's like, who could this man possibly be? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't, didn't know anything about this book before I started it. And, um, yeah, he stops and drinks at a couple of public water fountains. Yeah, he gets, he gets followed by some children, which is unusual because it's usually the other way around for this man. <laughs> <laughs> Little does he know. Little does he know that the role will be reversing. Yeah, he tries to visit, um, he goes into, like, the fancy pub in Dean, which, unless anyone's forgotten, is the town in which our boy Muriel lives and, um, and Bishop's. He tries to get to the fancy to the fancy inn and goes in. Like there's loads and loads of meat cooking on fire. They're cooking a marmot, which I didn't know was something that people ate. It's like a What's ground a squirrel. Oh. You answered me before I could answer the question. Well, I was I was I was getting there and then you being Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. It's, it's hey, okay. do you wanna know a fact that I just Googled? Actually what? I was on Google Maps. What did you just Google Maps? It's 138 kilometres from Toulon to Dean, yeah. and it would take 30 hours to walk. And you so lazy. Cross, like, he does river. it over, like, three days. Go oh, on. what the fuck? That's, like, ten hours a day. I Jesus know. Christ. so lazy. <laughs> you could walk all of Switzerland in the time. Well, from the bottom of Switzerland to the top of Switzerland. Yeah, I feel like Switzerland probably changes in dimension depending on which way you cross it. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do the left to the right. Yeah, I don't think I'd describe Switzerland as a regular circle. <laughs> oh, welcome to Bread and Barricades, an actual <laughs> shape describing. <laughs> <laughs> All of us know geography. <laughs> yeah, and shapes. Yeah, so he's in, he's in the fancy pub where they're cooking marmot and grice. Gr- which is the plural of grouse, with partridges and, <laughs> and carp. The innkeeper comes and he says, oh, what can I do for you, sir? And the stranger, mm, who's that, asks for, a, like, a meal and a bed, and the innkeeper is, looks at him shadily because he looks like a super poor boy, going, you know, can you pay for it? Then absolutely. And um, JVJ, because I can't just call in the stranger, is like, oh, yeah, got the money. And the innkeeper sort of says, yep, yeah, that's fine, there's no problem, but then makes him wait 
for for a while after he he sort of he's written something down and given it to um, to a, like a, a scullery boy. Um, je veux je is like it's waiting and keeps sort of saying you know like is is dinner going to be ready soon? Is dinner going to be ready soon? And then this guy gets a mess gets a note written back from the boy and not horribly but says says to uh, JVJ you can't stay here and it sort of starts what you've kind of been waiting to happen the whole time JVJ is asked if he can stay in the stable if he can't, if there's no rooms free and there's no space with all horses he asks if he can stay in um, in the hayloft or on some straw and if he if he can still eat dinner and he and he won't offer him dinner, he's covered a dozen leagues. I don't know how many miles a dozen leagues is. Do you? How many leagues is in a dozen leagues? Um, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Nemo. <laughs> uh, three point four five. So twelve leagues close. is forty one miles. Jesus. Me. How many in kilometers? Kilometers, kilometers. Sixty-six. But that's yeah. that's like half of what he's walked from too long. So it's actually two dozen leagues. Yeah. Well, that's what he's walked since daybreak. Oh, I see. How's I see. that? My, how do you don't, do that? Don't question <laughs> <Yeah>. the logic <laughs> of Victor Hugo. <laughs> Or, frankly, a man who's been walking since daybreak, not probably eaten anything, and is prone to exaggerating to try and get somewhere to stay. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair yeah, enough. I think I'd do the same thing, to be fair. I've walked a dozen leagues. But, uh, okay, how, how many miles in a league? I, I don't know. Google hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> like, what do, well, how do you even... I feel I'll, really tired. It feels like that much. <laughs> I'll tell you how many miles I've walked. 500. <laughs> I have walked 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more. The, um, what can I do for you sir thing, really, it makes me want to write a fic, because, um, when I used to work at the butchers, um, and we would do events and stuff, uh, I was in an event once... I can't remember what it was. I think it was a wedding or something. And there was this big group of, like, motorcycle aesthetic old men, geezer kind of <laughs> type. I don't really know what to call them. Yeah. But, you know, when you're doing customer service, I was just calling everyone sir. Mm-hmm. And I, like, turned around to this guy and I was like, oh, sir, your, your food is ready. And he looked at me and he was like, wow, nobody's called me sir in really long time and then he like turned to his friend and he was like look what this boy just called me he just called me sir and i was like oh little did you know sir little <laughs> did you make me happy time <laughs> yeah heck that's good content i like that but like yeah thinking about someone like the innkeeper being like oh what can i do for you sir i don't know what the translation is but mm-hmm. i'm assuming he called him once uh, he called him monsieur, monsieur but yeah. Like, monsieur. yeah monsieur um monsieur mm. like being in prison for uh, 19 years and then having someone call you sir yeah. would probably be quite liberating. It's actually mm. interesting that you mm. should say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit down and warm yourself, monsieur. Supper will very soon be ready and the bed will be made up while you're having a meal. 
and now the man had really understood. His face, which had been so hard and sombre, was suddenly and remarkably transformed by an expression of amazement, incredulity and pleasure. He began to babble like a child. You really mean it? You'll let me say? A convict. <laughs> and you aren't turning me out. But also that sounds really dodgy. You called me monsieur. Clear, clear off, you dog, is what they mostly say. Literally, that thing that you just said. Mm. Right here. <laughs> For him saying Hell yeah. that. So, being like, oh, you really, like, be nice to me? Surely the innkeeper would then be like, oh, is there a reason I, I shouldn't? Oh, oh no, oh, sorry. You've drawn no, attention no, no, to this. No, 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 no. I skipped ahead a little a little way there. That, that was okay. not the innkeeper. That was our good boy, Bishop Muriel. Oh, I see, <laughs> okay. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, so he, um, he takes up his bulging knapsack <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> At, oh, actually, after being sort of slightly abused by the um, by the innkeeper, who, after having been argued with for a short time, you know, finally comes out with the name that we've all been waiting for. Do you want me to tell you who you are? Your name is John Valjean. So he um, he says that I like to treat everyone politely. Kindly go away, which is kind, <laughs> of, a, it's kind of a mood. I'm not gonna lie. Me too, frankly. Like, yeah. So um, the bo- our boy, he leaves the he leaves the fancy inn, and he goes mm. to the not fancy inn, the like the poor boy inn, and you know he says I'm I'm looking for a meal and a bed, and they say oh yes it's all very good, but then unfortunately there was a fishmonger who he had crossed in on on his very long walk on the way there, and the fishmonger <laughs> tells Christ. the innkeeper. That that's Jean Valjean. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I'm committing to my terrible melody. And okay. um, so he gets kicked out of the poor boy inn. And um, he gets chased by some children who throw stones at him, which isn't very Fuck nice. children, am I right? No, don't This is don't the Bible. <laughs> God would have set a bear on those kids. <laughs> I guess Jean Valjean is the bear. Okay, this is, is, this is Bible accurate. <laughs> Like, in this, they scatter like a flock of birds, but we all know that it's actually just exit pursued by a bear. <laughs> God did do that one time. I thought that was just Shakespeare. No, no, look, some kids were, like, making fun of... fuck, was it Abraham? One of those boys. One because of I think... Boy. Because he was bold, and these kids were heckling him, and God was like, don't worry, I got your back, bro, and set a bear <gasps> on these kids. No one makes fun of my boy's shining napes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, this boy, he's not got a shining nape, you know, but... Um, His it, first mistake yeah. was growing that stubble. <laughs> well, I think the idea is that, like, what their, their hair is shaved in prison, isn't it? So I think, like, the fact that there's a little bit of stubble on there is the fact that he's been out of, been out of prison, so it's starting to grow back. That's kind mm. of what I took away from it. Um, so, and actually, talking of prison, the next place he visits is that. Um, he's, he asks... The man keeping the prison will give him lodging for the night, and we get back a. Uh, if you want to be let in, you must get yourself arrested. He wanders through the streets of Dean, looks in through the windows in a very sort of like Dickens-esque kind of scene, where he's in he's in like the the darkness of the street, looking in through the lighted window where there's large <laughs> whitewashed room, you know, like. 
and there's like a poor family so it's got like a brass lamp and a cloth of coarse white linen but the pewter jug is shining like silver and filled with wine and there's food and a, a man of about 40 with an open amiable face with a small child on his knee and a young woman suckling an infant and it all sounds lovely but they don't let him in and they don't give him any food so he has to leave okay. yeah he has to leave there as well and it's all not going very well um though to be fair like this woman is like suckling her infant while Valjean is like in the window like <laughs> hello please let me in <laughs> i would like some food and shelter <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I, I I mean, to be fair, he did, like, knock on the door. They they did see him, like, peering in through the window, like... Yeah, carries on. Wanders into the uh, countryside looking for a tree to rest against. But there's a cold alpine wind and there are no stars. He sees a hut and he thinks he might shelter in the hut. But it's a dog kennel and there's a big <laughs> mastiff in there that... <laughs> chases him out so it's really not going very well for our boy jj <laughs> it seems like that a passerby heard him cry aloud i'm not even a dog <laughs> it's it's kind of awful you know yeah we, we can make light mm. as much as we want but it's pretty goddamn awful there's there's a really cool um capital r romantic slash vaguely gothic kind of description of the uh of the the landscape in the sort of like slightly awe-inspiring kind of sublime side of it which is kind of cool um talking about like the moon was not yet risen and yet still a last faint glimmer of twilight the clouds formed a pallid vault reflecting the light back to earth the earth was thus more brightly illumined than the heavens producing a strangely sinister effect and the sparse outline of the hillock loomed mistily and bleakly against the horizon shadow shadowed horizon but you know what i mean and um yeah it's all it all talks it talks about if he had uh, had the finer sensibilities to respond to the mysteries of nature he would have done but he didn't so he <laughs> turned away and i was like okay but it's got that kind of like slightly gothic attitude about it which is quite fun and i like it oh he shakes his fist at the church i missed that the first time <laughs> he shakes his no. fist at the church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you don't hear is me and Stevie raising our fists at the same time. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so uh, he crosses the cathedral and shakes his fist at the cathedral. She's not very polite. He, um... Well, someone's stolen their vestments. So... It's not that cathedral. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, he, like, um, lies down on a stone bench in the, um, out on the outside of the cathedral and um, an elderly lady comes out of the cathedral and asks him why he's lying there. And he says, you can fucking see what I'm doing, but literally, basically, <laughs> he answers roughly and angrily, you can see what I'm doing, I'm sleeping here. And the, uh, the this, this lady um, asks him if he's tried every, every inn and tried every door um well you know and um she says have you really knocked at every door and points across the square to a small house beside the bishop's palace have you knocked at that one no then do 
And that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, we go in, we continue with our boy... Who is with the two our two favourite ladies? We've just let the table. Chair. Uh, they're just serving the meal. <laughs> the lovely Madame Magloire and the Mademoiselle Baptistine. Baptistine is talking about talk of a stranger, of a criminal, a vagabond, an awful <laughs> man, wandering the streets of Dean that people have talked about. You know. The, uh, the prudent citizen would do well to see after his own safety by shuttering and barricading his house and making sure that the front door was securely locked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did they not get very many, like, prisoners coming out of Toulon? Probably I mean, not. Dean... <laughs> I mean, like, if you were to go anywhere, you... mm, I guess it's kind of out of the way. I don't know. I mean, it's the biggest town going up. Like, yeah. unless you were going, you'd have to veer quite left. Like, Dean seems to be, I mean, this is by modern towns, so yeah, I don't know. so it's going to be different. Been, but, like, like the that's Dean seems to be the biggest one. And yeah. if Valjean was trying to go for Black Forest kind of way, uh, I don't know. Trying to get to Geneva? Geneva is a lovely place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Madame Magloire is, um, is sort of emphasising that there's a vagabond in the streets, a, a dangerous beggar in the streets. <laughs> and, Do they um, not know Muriel at, at all at this point? Nothing revs <laughs> yeah, his engine just... as much as this shit. <laughs> yeah. A vagabond? Dangerous, you say. Should we lock the doors? Oh my god, throw them open. It's literally, oh, there's murderers and criminals in the mountains? What if I go alone and unarmed into the mountains? Like, she was asking for him to be invited in, to be honest. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. she did know. Yeah, probably, to be honest. I, f- I feel like may- maybe, uh, maybe she was openly, you know, trying to prompt him into making sure that he invited him in. But there's 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 lots of the, the good fun um, Victor Hugo timing of, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the bishop goes, oh, really? You know, and... Um, uh, oh, she's Madame, getting into my pajamas. Yes, oh, that's ju- no, they're eating their tea. <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> This is that thing, like, my grandma, whenever we're eating dinner and then someone calls, and she's like, who would be calling at dinner time? It's like, <laughs> did, did you know everyone eats dinner at exactly the same time? <laughs> it's so weird. Madame Magloire is like, I say the door should be bolted, even if it's only for tonight. And anyway, it's a shocking thing for the door to simply be on the latch so any stranger can walk in and to say <coughs> nothing of the Monseigneur's habit of always inviting people in, even at midnight. Gracious heaven, they don't even need to ask. And what do you think? At this moment, there was a heavy knock mm. on the door. <laughs> Come in, said the bishop. And that's where that chapter ends. <laughs> said it like such a little shit as well like mm, come in then come in. and she's just freaked the fuck out yeah literally like it's victor hugo's favorite way to make the bishop the the snarkiest motherfucker that that ever existed this is the first example as well of the thing that like i've only heard nemo describe which is where like victor hugo is like oh there's this man and what he does is this like 
as if we don't know who the man is. <laughs> the door was opened. It was flung widely open as if in response to a determined and vigorous Ulfrust. Oh, crikey. There's a lot of phallic language going on here. <laughs> There's a determined and, uh, and vigorous thrust and an entry. And then it's like, we know that man already. As if it wouldn't have been the man who was literally just directed to the bishop's house. The only other man that we know besides Muriel himself. He comes in and he goes, I'm Jean Valjean. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the boy um, is open with Muriel. He's like, look. I'm Jean Valjean. I'm a convict on parole. Hmm. I've done 19 years in prison. They only let me out four days ago, and I'm on my way to Bessalier. <laughs> I walked from Toulon in four days, and today I covered <laughs> seven leagues. Oh, it's about 30 miles. We got square brackets there. I just, yeah. Um, no, when I reached this place, I went into an inn, and they turned me out. I tried another inn, and they turned me out. And it's, yeah, I crawled into a dog kennel, and the dog turned me out. Yeah, and... Uh, How the fuck is he going to Montpellier from Dean? It's closer. Toulon is closer. Not Montpellier. Pontellier. Oh, Pontellier. Okay, okay. That's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay, bon- okay. Pontellier. Oh, that's... N- Wait, that's near Geneva. It's past Geneva. Keep on going up on the border to Switzerland. Well, that's where he's going. He's going to Geneva, apparently. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose because he's got um, he has to be in certain places, doesn't he? Like he needs to. Oh yeah. yeah he needs yeah. to. Fl- oh yeah, that's why he's walking that way. That's why. You know, we were like, "What? This is such a weird way for him to be walking." He ha- he. Mm. He he ha- he has an itinerary. <laughs> oh, I see. But then, but then, surely more criminals would do this route, right? It's not like they were like, "Okay, Jean Valjean, we're gonna map out a route specifically yeah. for you." Specifically for this one weirdo. Like I like no idea, genuinely. But then, is he worse than most criminals because, like, he tried to break out and he was violent, and that's mm. why he got all his his extra years and stuff. So. Oh, yes. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, it's what Brandon... He was always a good boy. No, it's what Brandon no, him a dangerous man. Oh. He was the worst. Yeah. Like, that's the whole... That's what makes it so powerful, Actually, right? Actually, he was never, like... He was never terrible to anyone apart from himself. That sounds familiar. <laughs> that so who else do I know who's like that? <laughs> 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 yeah, he... Because I think he got, like, five years for, um... The bread? Um, yeah, five yeah. years for the bread. And then the rest of the time for because he tried to break out. Oh my god, if he'd have just waited it out, he'd have been out yep. so long ago. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. There's, oh, it's really annoying. I, I know it says somewhere here. Uh, 19 years, 5 years for robbery with violence, 14 years for 4 attempts to escape. Oh a god. very dangerous man. Yeah. He broke a window pane. Yeah, prison break is the thing that Jean Valjean is. I don't know. He's not good at it. I guess he he gets he gets out. He just gets caught every time. Oh my so. God. so it's the running away part. He can get out, yeah. but then he's like, "Oh shit! I didn't think I'd get this far." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But every single time, um, our boy is at the table. We get the um, adorable scene where the bishop is going, you know, sit down and warm yourself, monsieur. Supper will very soon be ready and a bed will be made up while you're having a meal. And then there's the really nice thing. I love, I love, I'm just going to read this one particular 
sentence again because it makes me very happy. His face, which had been so hard and somber, was suddenly and remarkably transformed by an expression of amazement, incredulity and pleasure. He began to babble like a child. It's so, so cute. cute. Oh, it's so cute. It's the people are what society makes them, right? Like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the Skype call is really bad. It didn't sound like you said themes. It sounded like you said boobs. <laughs> That's <laughs> like You're an innkeeper, aren't you? And uh, the bishop says, I'm a priest, and this is where I live, because he can't just be like, no, actually, I'm a bishop. <coughs> um, yeah, he says, oh, you are a priest, but a good priest, so you won't ask for, pay for payment. I suppose you are the curé of the great church, which I shook my fist at. But of course, I am stupid. I hadn't noticed your cap. He's babbling. It's really cute. <laughs> More fics need to have Jean Valjean babbling. Thank you. <laughs> like at all fake uh, authors. People being nice to Jean Valjean and him not expecting it. I would like more of that. Thank you. And also his bulging knapsack and his stick, which he puts in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> You're human, Monsieur le Curé, he went on. You don't despise people. A good priest is a fine thing, so I don't need to pay anything. No, said the bishop, keep your money. How much did you say? A hundred and nine francs and fifteen sous. How long did it take you to earn it? Nineteen years. Nineteen okay. years. The bishop sighed profoundly. In the four days, all he has, all he spent is the uh, money that he earned when he was downloading some cats and carts. Oh yeah, this is this is a fun one for um, for Stevie that I really like. Um, as you're a priest, I may tell you that we had um, an almoner in the prison. An almoner? An almoner? 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 Almoner. And I once saw a bishop, a monseigneur, as they say. He was from Marseille. A bishop's a priest who's higher than the other priests. Not that I've any need to tell you that. But for us, it's all so strange for, for men like me. He said mass at an altar in the prison yard, and he had a sort of pointed hat on his head. Gold. It glittered in the sun at midday. We were drawn up in the ranks on, on three sides of the yard, with guns pointing at us, fuses lighted. We couldn't see him very well. He talked, but he was too far off and we couldn't hear. That's what a bishop's like. <sighs> Which is very a lot. It's so much a lot. Like I hate society. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so much a lot. Like just this sort of it's kind of the like a you know um Steve was talking a few weeks ago about the Muriel being, um, oh, what's it called? The sermon on the sermon on the mount, right? Oh yeah, mm. it's like kind of like Jesus a boy. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a like a warped sort of like perverted image of that. Uh, so if people can't actually hear what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. With like this, mm. like this glittering gold image in the distance, which is like, but the men are so deep and so far away that. They can't. They can't hear him, even though it's this like this beautiful image. Whereas I sort of got always got the idea of like of Jesus being like probably all in browns, like you know, in like like sort of drab clothing, but still everyone can hear everything that he says. And mm. Mm. 
he'd be yeah in amongst the actual people yeah yeah rather than you know protected by all these, these guns assholes. yeah all these assholes with their guns all these assholes protecting the prisoners god all those assholes <laughs> yeah there's not one in particular there <laughs> All yeah. those assholes. I wasn't sure where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> I was like, I was like leaning into it, and I was like, they're not getting it. <laughs> I was like, a... where are you going? No, I was with trying this to. Emphasis? I was trying to, um, because because who we're talking to next week? The last chapter of um, the fic that they write had this like incredible scene between. Javert and Bajon at Toulon, like, mm. they go back, um, like, 20 years after, mm-hmm. and, like, they have a really profound moment and stuff, and I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, do, I, do I say it, or do I keep it to myself, because I really want to talk about it now, but I know that we're going to be able to talk to her next week, so... They put the seat that he's going to sit in as, as near as possible to the fire, because the night wind is raw, is raw in the Alps, so he must be cold. As you must be cold, monsieur. Each time he uttered the word monsieur in his mild, companionable voice, the man's face lighted up. The courtesy to the ex-convict was like the fresh water shipped to a shipwrecked man. The bishop... Oh, this is fun, too. Yeah, the bishop um, suggestively says, this lamp... Yeah, suggestively. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Different kind of suggestively. Um, <laughs> this lamp doesn't give much light. Madame Magloire, perceiving what he had in mind... Fetches the two silver candlesticks from his bedroom. <laughs> yes. Well, he's way more overt about it than I remember him being. I mean, remember, I'm reading a different translation, so it might just be this translator mm. is like heavy-handed, <laughs> <laughs> real heavy-handed. Yeah. Valjean is very excited by the candles, as we should expect. Oh God, this bit kills me every time. The um, the bishop is is saying, you know, you 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 don't need to tell me t- tell me anything about yourself. The the house belongs to God, you know. Um, it doesn't ask a man um, his name, but whether he is in need. Why should I ask your name? In any case, I knew it before you told me. The man looked up with startled eyes. You know my name, of course, says the bishop. Your name is Brother. Oh. Ah. <laughs> your heart like rupture a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah it was fine yeah um Jean Marjon gets a little bit emotional and he talks about some of the things that he's that he suffered yeah the red smock the ball and chain the plank to sleep on heat cold and hard labor the galleys and the lash the double chain for a trifle solitary for a single word chained even when you're sick in bed and the dogs well they're better off than we were 19 years of it I'm 46 and now a yellow ticket. That's the story. And, yeah, mm. it carries on. Um, the, um, Madame Magloire dishes up the meal, which is like, it's like a broth. So there's like sort of, it's described as having like scraps of meat with like more sort of cheese and some bread and that. So like it's, you know, oh, but there's fancy wine. There's fancy wine. So. Of course. Yeah. The, the bishop doesn't drink the wine because it's too expensive. But Jean Valjean <laughs> gets the wine. Which is nice. Oh, and then um, because they only um, they only set three places at the table, apparently what the bishop's favourite thing to do is that if there's a guest, 
they set every single place at the table, even if there's not enough people to fill all the places. So the bishop goes, there's something missing at this table. It, not in that voice, but that's what he says. And Madame Thérèse. Madame Magloire, of course, you know, reading, reading his mind, sets out all the silver cutlery. Oh, so my the, God. Yeah, you know, so the silver is out, all the silver is out, the candles are out, everything is out, you know. And our boy is at the table being very cute. So we follow after the, the like the image of of all the, the silverware gleaming on the tablecloth. We carry on next chapter, which is this is chapter four, which is entitled The Cheesemakers of Pontalier, which is lots of fun. <laughs> it's um it's an epistolary chapter, this one. It's another letter okay. from um it's an, another epistle from <laughs> from <laughs> Mademoiselle Baptistine to her friend Madame Le Bois Chevron. He eats as though he is starving. Um, and he comments that, you know, even though he, of course, is not worthy of, of, the, of the meal, but says that the, uh, the wagoners, who are the, the people who were intended for the, the marmot and the carp and the partridges and the grease and all of that lot, um, he says, they, they would not let me share their meal, but they eat better than you. And of course, you know, our, our boy Mur Muriel uh, like sort of dodges the question a little bit and he's mm. saying, you know, oh, well, their work is more tiring than mine. And I'm sort of starting to get a bit of an image of Jean Valjean as someone who knows what he thinks is true and says that. And mm. in a kind of endearing way, but I can also see how it would get him in trouble later <laughs> on. No, says the man, they have more money. I can see that you are poor. Perhaps, oh my God, Jean <laughs> Perhaps you are not even a curé, which I think is is just like a sort of a small a small level priest. Are you a curé? Mm. If if God was just, you would be that at least. He's so cute. He's really really good. I'm sure he hasn't had very many like civil conversations with anyone for a long no, time either. No. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I can't remember if this is fic or for or canon. Fickle fact. Yeah. Fickle fact. Um, but I seem to remember that he didn't. No, he had some friends. He had a couple of friends. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. comes up later. But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that they were the best of friends. I mean, well, they didn't recognize him. So who knows? Maybe. Yeah. So he's talking about the route that he's got to take, and um, they're having nice holiday talk. Uh, talking about all of the oh yeah. yeah the beachside for my holiday oh really whereabouts uh, about Toulon yeah <laughs> that yeah. coastal area you yeah, know yeah you know you know You're st are you still looking at the map of France I, I have it behind yeah, yeah. I have this behind the Skype okay. yeah okay cool cool I, I, like I went to Marseille yeah Cannes I didn't know Cannes was there as well oh yeah there's Toulon ah oh, said no one ever <laughs> <laughs> no, it says me like every time I'm yeah, that like, yeah. Wow. Toulon is a long way. This this definitely comes up in the next chapter, but I yeah. I just want you guys to know now. Because while we're talking about lengths and stuff. Jean Valjean is from north of Paris. Yeah. And when you're caught, you have to walk all the way down to Toulon. Oh, and you Meanwhile, were? we're looking at this map. Whoa! 
that's a long way. It's a very, very long way. Yeah. Fuck. He's from. He's basically from the the coast that like uh, goes to London. So it's like the entirety of France. Okay. It is the entirety of France. Yeah, they talk about the pleasantries of the region, of uh, the paper mills, distilleries, oil refineries, clockmakers, steel and copper mills, and at least twenty iron foundries. Oh, actually, there's there's an interesting bit. Um, Muriel mentions that his family was ruined in the revolution and for a long time he took refuge in the Franche-Comté where he got his living by by manual labour, which is an interesting nugget of information (laughs) about our boy who is pretty conservative about his past. Apparently um, he was willing and there was no difficulty in finding work. Which, on one hand, makes you go, yes, but you weren't in prison. Yeah. In the voice of Jean Valjean. <laughs> but as the, as the reader, it's quite an interesting thing to know that he did manual labour for um, a while. Yeah. Then they talk about... Especially mm-hmm. since before, like, when he was saying about those people who could eat all the fatty foods at the inn. Yeah. And then um, he was like... Oh, you know, they do harder work than I do, as if he had never done a day's work in his life. Yeah. But it kind of changes it if he's actually done work before. It seems yeah. like some yeah. fake. Yeah. Well, you know, he does... He he lies like the elves lie. <laughs> you know, lying by omission, you know? Like, because... Yeah. Oh, I see. Mm. see. Baptistine, well, you know, because remember, this is an uh, epistolary episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So um, Baptistine is sort of talking about the tone of the conversation. And she mentions that the thing that really stuck with her was that Muriel is just talking to him just as a human Mm. being. Like they're just having a conversation about the niceties of southern France. And she she sort of she mentions that you know like this was a, a, a possible occasion for a little sermonizing and for the bishop to make mm. himself known to the malefactor in order to impress him. Uh, another man having having him at his mercy may, might have seized the opportunity to fortify his soul as well as his body with words of reproof and moral exhortation, or of sympathy mingled with the hope that he would mend his ways in the future. But my brother did not so much as ask whether the man where he was born. He did not ask his story for the story must have included some account of his crimes, and my brother clearly wished to avoid all reference to these. To the point, indeed, that when where he was talking about the hill people of Pontalier and their pleasant labours high under heaven, and their contentment because they were innocent, he broke off abruptly, as though fearing that he might say something to offend the man. Ah, this is the best conversation in the entire world. It's so good. It's like, it's the, the idea that, like, people who have come out of prison like don't fucking trigger warnings he's using trigger warnings yeah it's it's that but also like they don't owe you the information like Mm. like just let people be people you know like safe spaces safe spaces (laughs) it's yeah it's really really cool um there's a really you missed me making a rainbow with my hands (laughs) by the way I can't believe you, there was a beautiful gay moment and I missed it. This is really disappointing. A lady with a child in her arms comes to the door. Uh, Muriel literally kisses a baby and gives him money. <laughs> oh my God, of course he does. 
And then literally, uh, my brother said with grace, and then turning to Valjean, he, sa he said, I'm sure you're ready for bed. Oh, that didn't come out like I meant it to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Here, bring your knapsack in the studio. <laughs> your bulging sack. Do another button on that cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your knotted stick. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so he picks up one of the two silver candlesticks and hands the other to his guest, saying, I will show you to your room, monsieur. <laughs> As we have seen, the arrangement of the rooms was such. I'm like, God, yes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I know so much about the structure of this house. <laughs> Did you know that uh, to reach the oratory with its alcove or to leave it, one had to go through the bishop's bedroom? Did you? You know, in case you'd forgotten, we get another instance of Chekhov's gun because Madame Magloire, while they were doing so, was in the act of replacing the silver in the cupboard by the bed, <laughs> this being invariably the last thing she did before retiring. <laughs> Just in... The silver is in the cupboard. By the bed. Unlocked. Just to sort of rub salt into the wound, Bishop Muriel, he says, sleep well. Before you leave tomorrow, you must have a bowl of warm milk from our cows. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered um, uh, fucking Skywalker drinking. Oh, God, oh, that reminds me. God. The, oh, God. Oh, I was working on repressing that. Oh, the... And then the post, which is like, but a true Skywalker would drink it straight from the teat. <laughs> <laughs> After being offered the blue titty milk from the foreskin cow... <laughs> Jean Valjean says, thank you, Monsieur l'Abbé. And then, having said that, it's sort of a slightly misleading paragraph structure, uh, which confused me. <laughs> he says, having uttered those peaceable words, suddenly, without warning, he assumed a posture which would have horrified the two women had they been there to witness it. <laughs> it is hard, even now. Oh, God, that's not what I was thinking of, but thank you for your giggle. <laughs> it is hard, even now. To say what impulse seized him at that moment. Did he intend to convey a warning or a threat? Or is it simply a sort of instinctive movement, incomprehensible even to himself? He swung around upon his elderly host, folded his arms, glared at him and harshly exclaimed, This is wonderful! You're putting me to sleep in a bed next to your own, he broke off to laugh, and there was a monstrous quality to his laughter. Have you thought about what you're doing? How do you know I have never murdered anyone? Oh, God, Jean-Jean. Yeah. And then the bishop says, do you know who I fucking am? You don't like me. <laughs> I, I, I dine with murderers every fucking day. <laughs> Go to hell. Bitch of small fry. Legit. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not what he says, but, you know, that's what we're thinking of. He blesses the man and, without looking back, goes into his own room. Uh, there's uh, Jean Valjean, goes to bed, the bishop prays, and then goes into his garden, because that's what he does. And Jean Valjean is so tired that he can't even enjoy clean sheets, which is honestly Aww. devastating, because that's my favourite thing. I know, nothing is more enjoyable. They're literally, crisp. like, you know, yeah, that crisp feeling, that good smell. Hmm. I wonder what they would smell like, though, because, like, there wouldn't be laundry detergent, yeah. right? It would just be water. Well, Apparently, they've been, then... If they've been dried outside, then they'll smell like sunshine. Mm, oh, my true. God, Stevie, that was the cutest thing I've ever heard. Apparently, convicts blow out their candles with one nostril. 
<laughs> okay. Which is a fun piece of trivia given to us by Victor Hugo. Why? After, that is, yeah. That's interesting. After blowing out a candle with his nostril, as convicts do. That's just. That's what that's I feel like Victor Hugo saw one convict do it and he's like, you know, that's you know it. an interesting fact about all convicts, right? <laughs> do you know what they I do? I actually mm-hmm. met a convict once and he blew out his candle with one nostril. Yeah. It's a really interesting fact yeah. about yeah, they all, all they, convicts. The, the clock chimes midnight and the bishop comes back to the room and the whole house is asleep. And thus ends chapter five, and that's all I've got for you. Oh, that ends chapter five. Oh, I see. That's what we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was Brent Barricade. It was hopefully still Elena's podcast. Um, It was produced by me, Nima Martin, and Julian Yap, and it is a Captain's Collections podcast. Uh, creation captain's collections creation Julian was also doing transcriptions of every episode which you can find in our show notes um this week I would really like to thank um Kath um at urban barbarian on tumblr and twitter and instagram I think instagram all of the above um who's been doing really really cool um photo sets and like just reblogging us all the time and is the best listener and we love Kath so much my number one child yeah yeah and who also yeah is just the nicest person in the world so you should go and follow Kath at urban barbarian um yeah uh, also, thanks to JD Wasabi, who does our intro music and is our audio director. And is very um, patient with us. And is very patient with us and allows me to use her Skype because my internet is bad. so bad. So bad. So bad. If you, if you like this podcast, please uh, like and subscribe on iTunes and give us a review, please. And also you can go to our Ko-fi and donate. Um, we will just be using it for admin fees and to help other people educate themselves on limits. You can find us on Tumblr at Bread and Barricades or on Twitter at Lamers Podcast. Or if you would like, please email us at Lamers Podcast, L-E-S-M-I-S Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, complaints or quibbles, please let us know. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for listening. Laughing. <laughs> oh my god, it does the same thing every time.
Oh, yeah, and, and it's really great because sometimes you, you do one more life laugh than usual and then I'll just cut one of them off and I'm like, no, it must only be this many ha-ha-has. Oh, God, it's four. It's like one big one and then four little ones. It is. That's so weird. But it's great because you really finish laughing at some point, but then you'll be like, ha-ha-ha, and then it'll be silent, and then it's just... 